6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. We know that uh, people have been using contraceptives to prevent pregnancies as far back as 1850 B.C. And they've used a whole lot of different things over the years from honey to crocodile dung. Yeah, I was reading that today. Of course, things have changed over the years, but through much of history, the responsibility for birth control has fallen on women. But that soon could be changing. And and here's the deal. There is research that shows many men would welcome the choice of a male birth control pill. Uh, Up to about 83% have said that they would use one. It's been slow going coming up with something, but researchers out of the University of Minnesota have made a breakthrough. They have developed a male contraceptive pill that has so far proven safe and effective on mice and looks set for clinical trials in humans as early as this year. Uh, We did have the two researchers on hold. They've just dropped off, so I'm going to get to them in a second. But here's a question for you. Guys, would you use a male birth control pill? Ladies, would you be cool with that? Let me know. 780-496-0063 out of Calgary. It's 403-974-8255. And let me know your thoughts on it because, I mean, I I think that there's a a lot of fellows out there that would say, yeah, bring it on. I want to do this. I want to have, you know, that choice just like many women have over the past number of years. I find it interesting that we've had birth control for women for decades, but there has been this challenge um, to to find something that would work or certainly work well for men. All right, two of the researchers behind this project joining us now, Dr. Gunda Georg is the Department Head of Medicinal Chemistry at the University of Minnesota and the research team lead. And Abdullah Al-Noman is a graduate student at the University of Minnesota and a contributing researcher. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, it's our pleasure. We love to talk about our work. And uh, so, uh, yeah, we're excited about the results uh, that we have uh, gotten so far. Yeah, I can't wait to talk more with you. Dr. George, why why has developing a birth control pill for men been so difficult for so long? Yeah, so um, initially the focus um, to develop a male contraceptive uh, pill was similar to um, the female birth control pill, which is based on hormonal control. And it turns out that uh, there were many clinical trials, but also a lot of side effects uh, with these testosterone-based, I guess, contraceptive uh, approaches. And so that um, is, uh, you know, not tolerated very easily uh, in a a birth control pill because um, we're not treating a disease, uh, and this is going to be taken by mostly probably younger people. And so I guess, um, you know, they don't want to suffer from depression, uh, from uh, cardiovascular side effects and whatever has, um, you know, uh, come about uh, with, um, you know, these types of agents. So people are still working on it, and there's maybe some better agents, uh, you know, available that are uh, in clinical testing. But we wanted to get away uh, from, you know, the hormonal control, and we wanted to really look at um, other um, ways of um, uh, inducing uh, uh, basically, uh, you know, re- reduction of spermatogenesis, or we're also working.
on reduction of uh, sperm motility. So there are a number of approaches that uh, one can. So uh, curious, Abdullah, give us an idea. So what did what has what did your research find? What what was developed in, in a very basic way, if you don't mind, so that we can understand it. Um, but you know, w w w this non-hormonal pill. How does it how does it work? So it has been known for a long time that we need vitamin A to make sperm, and vitamin A does a lot of things in the body. So we wanted to make a drug candidate that could stop the effect of vitamin A on sperm production without affecting anything else so that we don't get any side effect. Now we made a candidate that can selectively affect the vitamin A's ability to produce sperm. And so that once we give this compound to mice, their uh, sperm count significantly drops because they cannot produce sperm. But they don't show any major side effect or any observable side effect, in fact. Also, uh, we then tested these mice to mate with female mice after giving them the drug. And these mice sh uh, showed a 99% reduction in pregnancy after treating with this drug. So this is a really promising result. And on top of that, again, we did not see any significant side effect. Wow, interesting. Uh, doctor, when, 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 you, when you saw these results in the mice, what did you think? I really thought this was a breakthrough, and maybe I should also mention that the, the, these mice studies, these mating studies, were performed at Columbia University and the uh, group of Dr. Deborah Wolgemuth. Uh, so we, you know, we are a team. We're working all together, and but we were really, I guess, so delighted uh, to see the results, and uh, we really hope that it uh, translates into, um, you know, humans as, as well. And uh, <clears throat> at this point in time, we have licensed this compound to the company U Choice Therapeutics. They are focused completely on, um, on um, a rep uh, yeah, basically um, reproduction, and um, they uh, have moved this forward uh, very rapidly, and so we hope that we will soon um, be, uh, you know, going to the Food and Drug Administration to present the, the results, especially the uh, results um, uh, on uh, toxicology, and that then they will give the green light for a clinical trial. Tell, tell me more again about this about this compound that uh, that that seems to be doing everything. To say, uh, you know, uh, there, uh, of course, many biochemical processes involved in sperm development, right? Uh, you start out with sort of a very undifferentiated um, uh, cell, and that develops then slowly in in, in a male over 74 uh, days until it, um, you know, gets to this um, well-known. Uh, uh, I guess, a form of the sperm. So that takes a lot of uh, <laughs> development. And so we are interfering with that particular process. And that's actually not very different from what was done with these testosterone-based um, agents also. So it's all aimed at reducing sperm count to a very low level. And the low level, uh, uh, the infertility is defined as one million sperm per milliliter or less. That is infertility in a man, and that's a World Health Organization definition of infertility. So, Abdullah, curious, I thought this was really interesting and probably really important for our listeners as well. Um, uh, one of the things that was interesting, that the, the male mice became fertile again after being taken off this. Yes. 
yes, that's that's a very important uh, criteria for uh, making a birth control pill because I doubt many people would be interested in taking a pill that will make them permanent infertile. So uh, we, that was one of the, our goals so that the contraceptive effect would be reversible. And in this study, when we gave it to mice, we saw that after four to six weeks, their sperm count went back to normal when that, that we stopped giving them the drug. Mm -hmm. And also they uh, could mate with uh, the female mice and then produce offspring like before. No problem. So yeah, so what happens next? What happens next with all of this? So since the compound is already licensed to your choice therapeutics, they are planning to take it to a clinical trial very soon, as Dr. Georg mentioned. But in the meantime, our medicinal chemistry team would work on making a uh, much better candidate, second generation candidate that could work in a lower dose. Wow, wow, fascinating stuff and exciting. Uh, doctor, Dr. Giorgi, this, uh, this is exciting times. When we look at timelines, if all goes well, when could this, do you think, and I'm asking you to look into a crystal ball here, but when do you think that if, it, if all goes well, that it could be use, everyday use for men? Yeah, I, you know, I, usually you would always uh, say it's about 10 years, but okay. I think I think this team of um, from the Your Choice Therapeutics, they have been really, really working hard and getting a lot of data together and all of that. And I think, you know, the other thing is we have a lot of men emailing us in YCC. Um, they want to participate yeah. in this trial. So I don't think we're going to be lacking volunteers <laughs> in this trial, right? Oh, well, congratulations to both of you. The rest of your team will be watching this closely as, as well as I'm sure men and women right around the world. Thank you for sharing uh, the information with us this afternoon. I appreciate your time. Hey, we'd love to talk about it. Uh, anytime, uh, bring us back when it gets hopefully to a clinical trial. Fingers crossed. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Okay, bye-bye now. So the researchers out of the University of Minnesota. So again, so the, 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 this non-hormonal contraceptive targets a protein called the retinoic acid receptor alpha. Okay, I know that's a lot of chemistry, and trust me, I didn't do well with chemistry. But a form of vitamin A that plays a role in sperm formation. So that's what it is. They're not targeting the testosterone. They're not worried uh, about impacting that at all.